You're listening to the Just Wins podcast, where we discuss winners, black bookers, and much more. Enjoy the show. Can he do it to Takwa? He's flying! Yes! There's history! But a champion becomes a legend! But Cody Debra's won it! The pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth. Welcome everybody to podcast number 17 for the Just Wins podcast. Uh, this is for Saturday the 22nd of August. I'm very much looking forward to this weekend with the first group one of the season being the Winx Stakes. Our, pre- our preview of that is to come first, but uh, let's go to Adam. How are you going, mate? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you, boys? Yeah, I'm good. And, and Lee, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Hello, boys. Yeah, good, mate. It's good to have you on board as usual. Adam, I might start with your results uh, from the weekend. You're smouldering hot at the moment. More than doubling your money and got a winner at Sydney and also Behemoth. How did you think you went? Yeah, it was a great day at the office, mate. Um, as you said, doubled the money or more than doubled the money. The only, it was nearly, nearly a perfect day for me, actually. The only thing I, that let me down was actually Mystic Journey in the uh, the banner race. But, yeah, got a good win, as you said, with Behemoth. Obviously, Lee as well. We had the double get on. He was uh, very impressive. We had my only bet in Sydney was All Saints Eve. Just got the job done. Just got the bob down. But um, I think she'll be better for that run and one we can uh, keep an eye on going forward. And then we had the Ruffy over in... Belmont Route 88, I think it was about eight bucks a place or something. So he ran a good race for for third, got us a good little profit off that one. And then we also had the delay uh, Mask Crusader. After copping a bit of bit of uh, <laughs> shit here last week, we um, we pulled through. Yeah. And no egg on my face, which is good. So I was happy with that one. But yeah, as I said, my my disappointment of the day though, I will mention Mystic Journey. She was she was poor, but I think it's a bit of a forgive race that one. It was a a strange run race not a lot of horses or none of the horses back in the field did anything at all so probably a race we could put a line through and wait to see how they go next start yeah and all saints eve as you mentioned your only tip in sydney was first up and did drift a little bit um when that rain came but i don't think she was fully fit and just her quality shone through there lay of the day i don't think any of us boys will be able to match that that's definitely a um great start for you a dollar 55 out to a dollar 90 and Varda got the job done and will, yeah keep going I, w- I will say like uh mask crusader i i do still have a big opinion of that horse like i think the everest chat and things like that is is well and truly over the top but he's definitely a good horse he's definitely a group horse and you know that was was a good run under the circumstances he was just way too short that's why i was keen to lay him yeah and and he, yeah, he didn't let any of the followers down. I'm um, just couldn't win there, but they cleared out third. And and then yeah, you you bet in Belmont went went really well. I think it was six dollars a place or something like that. So the Lindsay Smith supporters in the West getting the job done. And Mystic Journey, um, Lee, you you had a bit on Mystic Journey, I hear. Oh yeah, last thing of multi, and uh, yeah, it would have been a, a nice collect. So. It's unfortunate, but anyway, that's punting, isn't it? What are your thoughts on its run? Same as Adam. It's really hard to, I guess, have a look at and take a read out of. You know, I I mentioned to yourself, Just Wins, last week that you probably picked the, just unfortunately picked the wrong one-pace uh, fit horse, and Sir Coney did the job over, over Morrissey on that occasion, running a good second. Uh, 
Yeah, but there wasn't a hell of a lot. Like, Sabatiano sort of sat just off him. Even though they were wide out on the track, like, they, there was nothing that really made ground. They're all off the bit a long way out. So, hard to really make a read on that. So, I'm keen to see where they go next with Mystic Journey, Regal Power, and a few of those other sort of mollops. Yeah, but interesting sort of interesting run there. Like I said, I don't really know what to make of it. So, we'll see what happens next start. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed and it obviously has quality. I think the stable will definitely scratch their heads for the spring ahead. But also, mate, you're, uh, you're not quite getting the profit, but that you're thereabouts. How did you go last week? Yeah, not great, mate. So you're right. I'm, um, I'm, I'm getting some horses there or thereabouts, but just without really getting the winners or, or just getting the profit. You know, the week, week before last, we had two winners and we just missed profit by, you know, 0.3 of a unit or something silly like that. And that was only just because of deductions. So, yeah, unfortunately, like, our Campana was really poor. I, I'm, I'd, I'd say they'd be off for a spell and potentially off to Rainbow. We'll see what happens with her, but she was very, very ordinary. Bumper Blast was below par. Not sure what to make it. It's run. I'm going to keep an eye on it. Probably won't back it next up, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. Hopefully it doesn't win. Uh, Behemoth was brilliant. It yeah, it's shaping into a really nice horse, and I think we spoke what it's sort of, you know, pro- probably preferable sort of races are, and that's something like the Rupert Clark and, you know, the two-rack and, and those sort of mile 1,400-metre handicaps, but it was brilliant, and it's got plenty of upside. Devoted Star, don't know if you boys watched it. It was on pretty late, but it got back to last exactly like I thought it would, and primo ride, like it was just brilliant, come up in between a few horses, gave it absolutely every chance, flashed home. On that particular day, you probably needed to be front six more than anything else, so I think that was a bit against it, but it just had way too much to do from the term. It was really good, flash for third, so definitely going to be sticking on that. Once it gets a better draw, it uh, it can definitely be winning. My roughly eminent son, yeah, ran like a 51 shot, so... The, better, yeah, the less said about him, the better. Uh, and then Cliffs of Comfort was just too good, the lay of the day. So, But like I said, you, you needed to be up front on that particular day. Majority of the winners come from the front four. So, yeah, I think there's it was a good win, but I think you can make an excuse for a couple of the horses in behind it. I was pumped, though. I, I mentioned Double Bubble was a horse to watch out for in that race, and it was 15 to 1, and it loomed up on the outside, looked like it was going to win. At the 200, I was very, very excited, but uh, obviously faded on its run, and uh, I think it ran third or fourth or something like that. But, yeah, not didn't get the results last week, so I'm uh, I'm positive about this week, and I'm looking forward to, to see what we can get. Yeah, that's it. You can always um, always improve. We're always improving, all of us, so um, it's good to learn from your mistakes, but they weren't really mistakes. You're just not far off, and eventually you'll get some luck going your way. I think, I think Cliffs of Comfort's just one of those top three horses all day that's very hard to lay, and I'm sure bookies would usually lay off to the tab if money comes its way. And Devoted Star was $6 out of 10, I think it was, and that was obviously due to the bias and where yeah. laybackers thought it was going to land. So, um, no, that's all Correct. right. Um, and yeah, then Cliffs, so. of Comfort, Cliffs of Comfort was $3.20 into about $2.20. So, yeah, yeah, I think the, the bias was something to do with that, mate. Yeah, good moves for sure. Myself, uh, I wasn't super comfortable at Eagle Farm last week. In race two, a bit of a stitch up. I uh, I tipped a horse each way heavily on the place, and there was eight horses that 
that night we tipped it and then um, the next day uh, the eighth horse came out. But we know from history that if you place those bets early, you do get that third dividend. But if you got on later, then, yeah, it wasn't great. It got pipped for, for second. Um, that's Tycoon Evie. Don't know what to make of it. Maybe go back to Wednesday grade, pop up somewhere and go through the grades. And then, yeah, I wasn't super confident with She's Our Boss, but it was 460 and about $4 on the day. And, and yeah, just absolutely blew, blew them away. It was good for Team Edmonds there. Woman in goal of gold just behind them was a horse that I was a bit worried about. Probably just got a little bit too far back. But those two space the rest of the field. So definitely one to follow. It'll be winning again soon. And my lay of the day, dashing special, just I, I thought it would run a lot poorer. It ended up running second and Joymaker beat it quite uh, comprehensively. But yeah, I, I thought maybe it'd come to the end of its prep, but it, it showed enough to keep going. Um, as he spoke about Morrissey in the PB Lawrence Stakes, was up there and abouts, and that's where I wanted him. I just had a little throw out the stumps, and I think it ran six, beaten probably four lengths, so not to worry. And uh, I was pretty much fuming at Happy Go Plucky. I think it was $21 into 11 or something like that. And, you know, it's hard to say whether it would have won, but to run fourth um, held up the straight. I was pretty disappointed, and so was the bank balance, but... That's what happens with roughies. You need a bit of luck sometimes, and the overs guide doesn't come through every now and then. So, anyways, onwards and upwards for the week ahead, boys. Things to follow. I think. I think North Pacific will be winning a Group One. What do you reckon? Yeah, mate. Yep. He's um he's a top top horse. Obviously, heavy track. Um, that's where his two impressive wins have been on the heavy. But yeah, that's that's how you want to see him win, and he, he definitely looks the looks the goods that horse. So. Uh, onto the golden rose for him for sure. He's a gun. Yeah, Lee, what do you reckon? Yeah, he's he's very good. The way he put him away and and how quickly he put them away on the weekend was was probably the the thing that caught my eye. Um, yep. And he just kept going with it. You know, like he he didn't really have a look around. He just once he put him away, he just it was just quite arrogant. So he's um yeah he he's really good horse on, on the way up. He's obviously only had limited starts so. He's definitely one we can follow into the future. Yep. Did you have anything to follow, mate? Yeah, I've got a handful. Uh, just to go off the uh, uh, off Behemoth's run, I, I think we can obviously follow that just to, to ditto what we've already spoken about. But there was two horses in that race that I thought was really good. Obviously, the the simple one was Dallasan, who was, was brilliant, was back three wide at the tail uh, and ran on uh, pretty resolutely and sort of held its ground on Behemoth, and they sort of came away quite well from uh, the rest of the pack. So it'll be definitely winning a few races. Don't know what it goes to. Again, Um, I'm not – yeah. It'll be going to the Leon McDonald stakes, the new, the new, newly named stakes. I think it's in a couple of weeks' time. So, um, and yeah, it looked a million dollars in the, um, in the mounting yard. So, um, yeah, it's in for a big prep for sure. Interesting to see where they go. In you know, at the end of the prep, whether they're going to target two thousand meter races, whether they're going to target a mile, I don't think he'll be up to them two thousand plus in open company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, you know, at a mile, he, he could be uh, a really good chance in those Victorian Group Ones that might be a bit weak this year. He's um he's going to be right in it, so I'd definitely be following him. And the other one that came out of that run was a horse called Fox Hall. 
look, he's obviously had a few problems in the past, but he was really good at the end of the race. Like last 100 or 200 metres was really good. And he, he, I think he flashed home third or fourth or something like that. But uh, I think he can be one that goes into deep into a, um, you know, a Melbourne spring in the open, uh, you know, group three type races. He's been there and done that before. So I think he can be definitely one to follow this prep. And the other two I've got are from today's races. Uh, two of the horses <laughs> I was on. Um, uh, of we, course. <laughs> we, yeah. But we, we saw a good day out at Hawkesbury today with the Rally Mile. And there was a couple of horses that uh, on resumption, um, a couple of nice young horses. For one, Stella Pauline, who is probably one of the richer maidens in, in the country. She broke her maiden today in quite impressive style. Uh, she's obviously, you know, one with a... a bit of a future and she's obviously got a bit more ability than Thursday grade and the other one was a horse called Chianti which is a Coolmore horse with Chris Lees it won first start first start uh, and beat Daniki who I think you had a bit of a spruik about in that race because it ran second at Kamasi or something like that in its first start um, and it raced odds on and Chianti's beaten it and then the next start it sat three or four wide against the way game uh got knocked about a little bit and ended up towards the rear and then they put about for a spell a couple of soft trials into this today and it's come out and sat three wide on the speed and one from running away so it's um it's clearly got a bit of ability so i'd, I'd definitely be following it yeah follow follow both of them into saturday grade and they they obviously sound like they've um they've done well in the paddock and come back a better horse um adam yep. did you have any uh, to follow I just wanted to echo, the, the, as Lee said, with Darlison and obviously Behemoth from that race. But the other one, I I know we've spoken about this horse heaps, and I know he's always started short, but keep following showmanship. He's a top-class animal, that one. He'll be uh, winning really good races. That was, I know he only just got the job done, but it was impressive the way he did it with the run he had. So I'm expecting him to keep stepping up. The only thing I've got against that is it beat a nine-year-old by a lip. Yeah, I know, but the nine-year-old had on the speed, easy run out in front. Showmanship was wide back, and yeah, against a bit of a bit of a front-running Caulfield track, he, he did it quite well, I thought. So, I'm um, I'm keen to keep keep on him. Fair enough. Yeah, maybe maybe out onto the bigger track like Flemington, he will definitely show his best. All right, boys, that's uh, some good horses there to follow into the weeks to come. It's going to be a big spring, and let's start it off with the Group One Wink Stakes at Randwick in race seven. Adam, I'll start off with you. What are you thinking about this race? Yeah, good to good to see the group one action back back on. So obviously the, the race no, named after the, the great champion Winks. Um, she won it three times. Used to be called the Warwick Stakes back in the day and was won, won by some great horses over the times. So we've seen horses, I think Kingston Town won this race three times himself. Lonro's won it a couple of times. If we go well back, a horse like Burnborough has won this race. So some great horses on the honour roll. And it's a good race for us to kick off. L- last year, the, uh, the honour roll was, took a bit of a dent with Summer Doubt winning it. But anyway, hopefully we can get a bit, <laughs> bit of a horse win Harsh. this year. Yeah. Harsh, uh, mate. I don't think so, mate. He, uh, <laughs> one of the worst Group 1 winners we've seen, that guy. But anyway, we'll keep, <laughs> keep moving. This is a, a very open field, isn't it? There's heaps of, uh, heaps of chances, heaps of value to be had. A lot of horses are uh, kicking off their preparations with obviously uh, bigger targets in mind down the track. And uh, for me, what I'm going to be going with is what I thought was the obvious, 
was the first up specialist in the Bostonian for Tony Pike and Jay Ford. Uh, this good horse betting. is run, yeah. This horse is runs yeah. Lee Lee's on it as well. That's good. We <laughs> double double get on back to back. Again, you'll be yeah, you'll team. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, six six from seven first up. So you can be assured that Tony Pike will have him cherry ripe to go again. Uh, first up last prep, he won the Canterbury Stakes at Group One level over thirteen hundred. The track this week. I think it's going to be in the soft range, but it'll be on the drier side of soft, so a five or a six. That he's, you reckon? He, he handles all. Yeah, mate, for sure. It's no no rain predicted. It was a soft six today at Hawkesbury, which isn't far from Randwick, so I'm expecting it'll be yeah, around that range is my, is my guess, but you never know with Randwick. It hasn't been drying too well, but I'm expecting in, in that soft range a five or a six, and he's drawn the inside, so they'll be quite positive. I think they'll sit, you know, a couple of pairs back behind the speed, and I'm hopeful that a lot of these horses that are, you know, just using this as a as a stepping stone to bigger targets, they won't be fully wound up. Whereas this guy will, and I think at this each way price around seven bucks, we can have half a unit each way and get a result. Yep, and that just that half a unit each way on that one, mate. Yes, please. All right, and Lee, you're echoing that, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm going to simplify things this week. I am going to have. Uh, another bet in this race, we're just going to have a half unit win on the Bostonian. Pretty much everything that Adzi said, I've written down. Just one thing that I did note down that if anyone looks at his prep before last, uh, where he didn't really do too much, I think he got one third from four starts. Uh, he's got a horrible record Melbourne way of going, so any clockwise. He's eight from 11 going clockwise, which I thought's massive. So I think he'll really be in this. He'll obviously get a good run from from the barrier. He just needs a little bit of luck because he'll probably be three pairs back, I'd say, because there's a little bit of speed in this. So if he gets any ounce of luck, he'll, he'll definitely be in the finish. So half a unit win on him. The other one I want to have half a unit win on is Melody Bell, the other Kiwi. Uh, I just want to have uh, a little something on her because she's obviously if she's got the quality. Even though she was a bit disappointing the missile stakes a fortnight ago, I feel she had a couple of little excuses uh, that race was obviously dominated up on the rail and up on speed by Adzi's pick and Eduardo. Uh, she was off the bit a fair way out and chasing, but still managed to run the best last 200 metres of the race. She's much more suited now at to 1,400 and in a big field where the speed will most likely be on. She loves the sting out, which, you know, if it's a five or a six, you know, you, you probably want a horse that can get through a bit of the soft, especially the strong clip over 1,400. She's suited back to wait for age and drawing well to give her every hope of notching her 11th group one. So I'd like to have, yeah, like I said, a half a unit win on both of those. All right, so you've gone the Tommy two bets with the Bostonian and Melody Bell, and Adam's gone with the Bostonian each way. For myself, I think it's very wide open. I think it's $6.50 the field, so that echoes that. I thought it was going to be a soft seven, but not that it should matter too much. I'm just thinking uh, Dreamforce and Quackerjack working across from those wide gates to lead. They may be shot ducks late and cause some havoc in behind. I want something that sits handy to midfield but can come wide down the crest of the track. Fingers crossed there's no uh, leader's bias because it's been terrible there lately. I'm going with Fierce Impact at uh, $16 and $4.60 for a half unit each way. First up here and finally gets a soft track. Last prep copped four good tracks in a row 
And while not not disgraced, it run a second and a third in Group 1s and then a fourth in an all-star mile, uh, didn't convert for the win. Fresh one, fresh run last prep went within 0.3 of a length within the 1,400 CF or stakes. And I think from barrier four, Collett can look to position one off the rail, potentially midfield, and finish down the centre, as we said, with some good luck. It's not his favoured mile. However, I think on a f- on his favourable track at Randwick, can still run in the money with two trials under his belt. So I'm going a bit wider than you boys at, with fierce impact to hopefully get the money at $16.460. What do you guys think? No good? I looked at it, mate. I, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't know what to make of it. But I looked at it, mate. It's definitely in with a chance, so... Yeah, I agree, mate. You're def- definitely in, in, in with a, as good a chance as any in the raffle, I think. Yeah, all right, fair enough. We'll uh, we'll see how we go and hopefully get a win away there. One of us will, I'm sure. Adam, while we're talking about Randwick, we might as well start with you with the tips. Do you think there's going to be a track bias there? Um, no, I think Rail's back in the true this week, so I think it'll it'll play mostly fair. As as we just said, it's a it's a soft seven at the moment, but yeah, clear. Weather. They're not they're not drying out though, mate. That's what I'm no, worried. But it's it's thirty five kilometer now wins today tomorrow, and as I said, Hawkesbury was a was a soft six. So I think it will improve from a seven, but it's still going to be in the soft range. It's not going to improve that much. It'll be a yeah. probably a six, maybe a five at best. But yeah, as I said, the rails in the true this week. Last week we raced at Randwick, and it was out eleven meters. Two weeks prior, it was in, uh, out nine metres, and we know both those tracks were awful. They were terrible. So I'm expecting we'll have a good, you know, nine metres of good ground there where, where we can get our chance with whoever we're on. But in saying that, just the way the tracks have been playing, I I still, to give myself confidence, I don't want to be getting too far back. So I have looked for things that are that are going to be in the first half just, just for, I suppose, a bit of safety. And my first bet comes up. I think this is a... Actually, a special this one race race nine um, number number eleven. My best of the day, best stone for Thompson and my boy Tommy Sherry. We we um, we're giving him another go. I I am love, love hate saucy. relationship, mate. It is. Fuck, it's like it's like a bloody bad marriage. Yeah, I couldn't let this horse go with fifty two and a half with the claim. Um, but I will be backing it each way just to take some insurance on uh, Mr. Sherry's decision making. So we'll back it each way. This this horse, this mare, she's she go forward, go forward type. There's not a lot of speed in this. She'll she'll get forward quite easily and yeah, if she doesn't lead, she'll sit just behind the lead. She might let one cross her. Uh, there's a there's a bush horse that's drawn out wide that might look to cross. So I can only see her sitting, you know, just behind him at worst. If you watched her win last start, second up at Canterbury, she was on a heavy eight there over over twelve hundred meters. She drew wide, she jumped well, and they had to. Nashra Willer was aboard, and he had to work really hard to get her across. Once he got her got her across, there was a couple of things that wanted to go crazy in front, so they let him go, and uh, she sat third behind them, uh, just behind that really hot speed. When they turned for home, she quickly took control and Lancaster Bomber, which had been smoking his pipe with a, a beautiful sit back in the field, loomed up, looked like he was going to bolt in. But yeah, she she was tough as nails, kicked strong and and won on the line and they, they had a huge gap back to third. So uh, it, it was a good effort. It was a, an effort of a, of, a, of a horse that you can, you know, back that you know is going to give you best. So um, hopefully this week, as I said, she gets out near the speed. They're not going to go too hard. She's only got 52 and a half on her back. We can back her each way. I think she's the best of the day. So we're going to have a unit each way at the 550 that's available now. 
Yep, $5.50 and $2.25 the place for Best Stone and the Phoenix Bloodstock team. Anything else, mate? Yeah, I've got another one there it's, uh, on the weekend. comes up in the, the Show County Quality, which is race five on the card. Number two, special reward for Chris Lees and Brenton Abdullah. Very, very honest horse, this one. XWA horse. Brenton Abdullah's had, had two rides on him for two wins. He was he was in the uh, the missile stakes first up the one that's uh, the yeah, race that was and won by him. Yeah, they did, he, and he um he drew wide that day as well, but it was a heavy track too. He's never been on a heavy, so I say they just wanted wanted to avoid that. This horse, as I said, he's as honest as the day is long. He goes well first up. He goes well whenever he runs. He handles soft tracks. He loves them. He's never been beaten on them. Um, most in this race are looking for further or have bigger targets in mind. I'd say for the majority of the field. And I expect him to jump well from gate 10. I'm expecting this horse to lead and I'm expecting him to be hard to run down at again an each way quote. At, um, probably going to have three quarters of a unit each way on this guy. Yeah, he's $6.50 and $2.25 the place. That's all, mate. That's all, mate. I will say just quickly on that, I do have a lot of respect for Funstar, but um, yeah, I just just thought she she I don't think she's improving that that mare. I thought we see I think we've seen the best of her in her three year old year. So I'm hopeful that this guy can hold her out. Yeah, they've uh, scratched her from the um, group one and brought her back here. So not sure what to make of that, but I guess we'll find out on Saturday. Thanks very much, Adam. Excellent. Lee, you're at the Valley this weekend. It looks like it's going to be a mud runners paradise. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a soft six currently, but there's plenty of rain expected over the next two days. So I'm expecting it'll be in the heavy range somewhere. I've done my form based on on the heavy track. So uh, let's hope it gets to that and we get some winners. So rail out five metres, similar to last time in the racing. So, you know, close to speed is obviously the best at the Valley. But more importantly, track experience is absolutely the big plus. So uh, I think I've got three winners here, so I'm just going to have a unit on each of them. Uh, but we'll run through them. I'm going to start off first off in race one, number one, Widgee Turf at five bucks. I wouldn't usually tip this guy, but I couldn't look past him in this. Is a re- it's got a really similar feel to El Galeo from a fortnight ago. He was just out sprinting in a good field first up, but I think he has some big improvement into this. He has a phenomenal record at the Valley, finishing first or second in six of his eight goes here. He is also... Miss he also hasn't missed the Quinella, sorry, in his four goes over the trip here. And has good second up form, including a third last prep in the Sir Rupert Clark, which is uh, pretty good form lines for this. The small field is a big plus for him because it gives him the opportunity to be close enough turning for home. I expect he will sit one or two pairs back and be ready to pounce when the pressure goes on. He also goes good in the wet and gets in really well with the claim under these conditions. So let's get off to a good start there with Widgee Turf. That's Widgie Turf in race one with Talia Hope on, taking two kilos off. I'm only going to give you four bucks 80, mate, but okay. um, hopefully he gets the job done second up for you there. Right. Next one, mate. Race four, number eight, Kentucky Tornado. Now, when I was looking, it was 460, so if you want to rip me off there, mate, then you can, and we'll see what happens. But uh, <laughs> um, as I mentioned with Widgie, this race looks to suit perfectly for this mare. She's very good late last start out to the 2,000 metres, now third up, and out to 2,500 is right in her hitting zone. All of her career wins have come at 2,200 metres plus, including three of her last four runs at this sort of trip. 
Williams jumping back on is a big positive with him winning two from three on her with a third. Interestingly enough as well, he's been really positive settling in the lead and fourth in her past two rides on her. So um, that looks like it will be where she needs to be on the weekend from the draw and not a whole lot of speed on. So I'm predicting he will send her up front and hopefully get the one out one back spot and it will be her late race to lose from there. Yeah, that's uh, Kentucky Tornado and... You know, for all those times that I take money off you, I'm going to give you 20 cents here at $4.80 Woo-hoo. with Unibet. So uh, okay. it's not me, mate. It's, it's what's given. <laughs> so, all right. That's sure. Kentucky Tornado in race four to knock off high emotion. Next one, mate. And then I'm going to go race six, number six, and barrier six uh, with Alborado at $5.50. A really big pinning of this horse. He showed great ability winning in his first start when well-backed. He beat two handy ones in that, including Alcione and Choir, and then came out and did a bit wrong, but still ran a really good second behind Cherry Tortoni, and that looks like a good form line, as well as would be aware. Uh, he has been, he's then been sent for a nine-week let-up and has jumped out well before this. We know he handles the wet, and I'd say they will be positive with him like they did on debut and get that covered one out, one back spot, and he can be too strong for them with plenty of proven to come as well. Yep, that's uh, number six, race six, Alborado at $5.50. Ollie jumps off, mate. McD's on. Um, yeah, McD's got a pretty good strike rate for the camp. It's like 17%, so I'm not too perturbed about that. Yeah, fair enough. All right, mate, just the three there at the Valley? Correct. Correct. All right, I can feel it. It's going to happen this week for you, mate. You'll you'll be in the money for sure. Thanks very much, Lee, at the Valley. For me, I'm at Doombin. Good four on race day with the drying surface. Currently a soft five, but it'll dry out. There's no raid in due, so we're in for a glorious day. However, there has been some very strong gusty winds forecast, so just something to, you know, for those... Um, for those avid punters out there that take everything into account, that's something to take into account. With the rail in the true, we might look at get at some horses getting cover, but using tempo as the best guide at Doombin for the positioning in the run. There's nine very tricky races with no real standouts, so I'm going to have a couple of bets and then a couple of Tommy 2 bets and, and try and get some value. I'll start off in race three, Chico Malagro at $2.20 for the one-unit Win, I can't jump off him now, even at that short quote. Put them away for us last run, winning by four lengths. And importantly, running strong time. Previous runs were beaten by quality animals, with luck playing its part. Barrier six here should settle midfield somewhere and put these away to get the Golan-Burn combo rolling for the day. So nothing outrageous there. Race three, Chico Malagro at $2.20. Then we go all the way to race six. I'm having my first Tommy Two bets. I'm going to back Wild Fortune at $14 and Lady Brahmos at $16, both for half a unit, the win on both. I respect both Amici and Ingia, who should run bold races and will settle closer to the speed. However, they've shown that they are beatable, albeit in similar grade with winners holding their form. Um, there's others who I have respect for also having drawn wide, which doesn't help. Wild Fortune for the Lees camp has drawn well, perfectly, in fact, in barrier one. First up here in Queensland, she should lob midfield on the fence and will appreciate the drop in weight. The run at Newcastle was solid, settling six, one off the fence, 
and taking margin off the winner who has since run well at Canterbury midweeks, then that's good enough for Saturday in Brisbane. Previous run fresh for this horse was caught three wide, found rump, but hit the line strongly. Um, if Michael Carl can sit handier in this and get some luck along the rail, she can run a nice uh, race at odds of $14. Um, and then I've got Lady Brahmos, um, deserves another run at Saturday grade after a brilliant win at Ipswich, carrying 60 kilos, albeit against far inferior horses here. Previous run in Saturday grade was an absolute bog and caught wide, so just put a line through it. Drops four and a half kilos and drawn well in barrier four here. Has a habit of missing the start a touch, but if she gets away well, she can position similar to Wild Fortune, possibly one pair back from her and look for luck in run and should be thereabouts in the straight and hopefully get the win up for us at... $16. So that's race six, Wild Fortune at $14 and Lady Brahmos, uh, $16, both for the win. My second set of Tommy Two bets is race seven, Arches Paradox at $11 and Stellar Power at $10, both for the half unit win on both. I've got respect for, say, Haya or Haya. Drawn, she's drawn well and the Golan Maloney combo um, with some rate, weight relief. However, steps up against the older males in this and onto a drier track and only just got the money last start. Can definitely win, however, want to be on a couple at odds. Um, I've been praying for Archer's Paradox to finally get a gate and has drawn barrier two on Saturday. Should be leading at her favourite track and distance. Uh, the lead-up runs have shown she has lost by less, less than a length in each with uh, excuses all round. Previous run missed the start of touch and had to run home from last to just miss. Run before was brilliant, clearing the field before run over late by the smart Fobita. Um, scratch from race eight over 1100 in open grade back to this race. Stellar power at $10 has to perform up in grade this time. However, put the riding on the wall last start, winning by 4.3 lengths in Wednesday grade at the track and distance. Drawn perfectly to roll forward in this assignment. And um, if there's a day uh, it wins a Saturday race, this has to be it or else it'll never happen. So it's all up to it at $10. And then I thought I'd bust out in race nine for the best bet, run for glory, $3.75 for the one unit win. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the lethal burn Golan combo. This horse deserves a crack at Saturday grade after three great runs. Its fresh run was beaten 0.2 of a length after sitting midfield and only got going late. Winner led and came off a strong maiden win, so far from disgrace. Second up sat three and four wide the trip in a big field at Caloundra and kept coming to win by half a length pretty easily in the end. Put it all together last start with 60 kilos, jumping well from the wide gate to lead and beat the fast-finishing stylish saga, who's no mug, ridden softly the last 50 metres, was run for glory. Drops two kilos on Saturday, drawn perfectly to sit one or two pairs back. Um, has a turn of foot, so watch for the burn magic between the four and the 200-metre mark. Got a bit to say this weekend, so hopefully it goes our way, but um, I thought I'd go through the summaries. I'll go, hold on. I've got, I got some chat that I want to add on because I thought right. it was very, very, very interesting from you, Blake, that you've uh, you've gone and told me two bets in a race that you've um, tipped a horse previously in, being Invincible Gangster. Uh, so what's your, uh, what's your I don't think it's Saturday there? grade, mate. That's okay. all. 
Yeah. Fair okay. enough. Okay. Yeah. And then I had uh, just a couple of questions for Adzi. He's uh, he hasn't tipped one that he didn't tip last time, and then that one, and that's New King. So what's your uh, what's your thought process there, Adzi? Oh, wait till later, mate. That's all I'll say. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> he'll be he'll be waiting. But the yeah. more important the more important question, mate, is Canane uh, first up on the weekend. Yes. Uh, what's your What's your thoughts with him, mate? Uh, obviously, uh, interested to see. Hey, it's it's be interesting to see what he produces. But he's um, obviously better over further and uh, looking for. Uh, bigger targets down the track. So I think from that gate, they'll just snag him back and look to be doing his best work through the line. So I'm not, ex- he could win on cl- quality, but I'm not expecting him to. And I wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, yeah, I'm not keen to back him just because I think he's, he's just going around for, for a run. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Fair enough. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll be off him again when he wins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You'll be waiting a long time, put it that way. Um, anyways, but yeah, I don't think he'll win either. Canane, Great horse. Uh, I think a lot of punters will be watching for him. And obviously over a lot shorter than what he's after with his, I don't know what he's aiming for this prep, but um, we'll find out, I guess. All right, so just the summary. Adam at Randwick, race nine, best stone, uh, one unit each way at 5.50. And then race five, special reward at 6.50 for 0.75 unit each way. Lees at the Valley, race one, Widgee Turf to get the job done at $4.80. Race four, Kentucky Tornadoes at $4.80 again. And Alborado in race six at $5.50. And myself, I've got race three, Chico Malegro, $2.20 straight out. Race six, Tommy Two Bets with Wild Fortune for the Lees Camp at $14. And Lady Brahmos at $16. Race seven, Archer's Paradox. I've seen it's coming to $10 now and Stellar Power at $10 too. And then race nine, uh, Run for Glory at $3.75 for the win. All right, guys, that is our tips for this week. I guess we got to go into Ruffy Roulette. Ruffy Roulette is a very dangerous game, not for the faint of heart. Let us begin. Uh, Adam, what are you going to start us off with? You got a good third place at six dollars uh, in Perth last week. Are you heading to Perth again? Uh, no, I'm, I'm staying in Sydney this week. Uh, I'm going for one. I'm probably going to regret this. It's a bit of a funny one, but I, I just just have a have a have a feeling is what I'm going off here, and that's it comes up in race race eight number five Invictus Prince. Okay, oh. the eight year old. <laughs> and why I'm having a go here? Okay, this horse is a non non trier. He simply <laughs> T- turns so it up tip, sometimes. Let's tip it. No, no. You listen to me. Okay, I'm, I'm the one getting the, the roughies up last week. Because oh, oh, mine ran fourth, <laughs> bloody blanketed in the straight. Yeah. Anyway, why I'm going here, this this horse, as I said, he, he, he's, he's non-genuine, but there is something there. I can see it. First up, this prep, he ran a really good race there behind uh, Coruscate. He's since um, had a few ordinary runs, and he's changed stable. I'm just thinking, two, two years ago on this day, this horse ran second, beaten two lengths behind Winks in the Winks Stakes. He's got the ability under the hood. He's had a lot of problems since then, but if he can produce something anywhere near his best, he can win this. I'm just hopeful that the, the new trainer, the change of environment, the slight gear change might just uh, equal a, a response from him where he puts his best foot forward. And, you know, he's drawn an inside gate. 
they'll ride him where he's comfortable, about midfield. He'll obviously have some cover there. And, yeah, hopefully it's run at a genuine clip and he can put his best foot forward. Gee whiz, mate. <laughs> Thoughts, Lee? <laughs> oh, I've got none, mate. He, he, good. Look, he class four at Gold Coast and ran fourth. Um, You're a genius, yeah. Adam, if he gets up. Absolutely oh, genius. It's anyway. won twice, but anyway. do, do you know this horse right. has never, never. He's never won in Australia. This horse, his last win was four years ago in England. But yeah, as wow. I said, yeah, he's um, he has run the odd good race when he wants Fair to. Enough. All right, okay, Adam. Uh, race eight at Randwick Invictus Prince at thirty one dollars and eight fifty. Lee, what do you think, mate? Um, apparently, Adam's getting the results, so you've got to step up. <laughs> well, I have got to step up. I uh, haven't gone very well since High Stranger. And funny that, because I'm actually going to go the same principle that I tipped High Stranger on. Um, I'm going to go Mooney Valley Race 3, number 10, Chosen Blonde at $21 and $5. Just seems underrated in the market, from my opinion. Uh, it's Chris, Chris Big Horse or Chris Begg, uh, horse coming from Adelaide over to Melbourne here. She's a really good filly that has improved big time this prep and was a really good all-the-way winner in Adelaide last start in good time. They run basically 59 and flat over 1,000. And six from that has also since come out and won. The start before that, she led and got knocked over late with a gap to third by impressive subsequent winner Celestine from the McAvoy Yard, who's since come out and run really well in Adelaide's Saturday grade. And they have a big opinion of her. So they've actually nommed her for a Golden Rose and a 1,000 guineas. So I definitely don't think there's any shame in being knocked off by her. Chosen Blonde's style of racing will suit the Valley, especially with the low draw and potential lack of speed engaged. She also has two impressive trial wins on soft tracks leading in, so I don't think the wet track will be a problem. Just betting that the market has underrated her a touch, uh, and I'm keen to have a play at that price. Yeah, and it should be setting, settling a lot closer for you, just in behind the leader at uh, $21 and $5. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of those South Oz horses come across to Victoria on Saturday, so it'll be interesting to see how they go. Thanks, mate. For me, uh, I couldn't find anything in Doom, and so I'm all the way over to Perth. I'm taking Adam's lead and, and going Ooh. there. Race 7, Mrs. Brown's boy at – it's $19 at the moment, boys. So Oh, no. I'm, I'm taking top tote. Obviously, it'll get out Classic. to $20. Classic. It'll get out to t- – It'll get out to twenty bucks. It's nineteen dollars and four sixty at the moment, but I know top tote will get there. Massimo's the favourite in this. However, uh, it'll be its first run over fourteen hundred. Western Temple second fave, but hasn't recorded a win in nine starts at Belmont. Brinkley the third fave has been mixing his form, carrying sixty-two kilos. I want to back Mrs. Brown's boy after winning last run. Uh, it was nine weeks ago, and it beat Wrinkley. This horse rarely gets an inside barrier, which sees him run big odds often. First up, record not great. However, nine weeks is hardly a spell and was put away after winning. Regular jock on and best track and distance for it. Uh, can hopefully settle closer to the speed from barrier one and possibly third pair back and get that run through, probably on the rails and... Um, I'd say it'll be starting at twenty dollars. What do you think, boys? You'd want to hope it starts at twenty bucks, mate. You wouldn't want to do this yeah. twice. It will. Roman well, Aureus, five fifty well, or whatever it started. Well, look, I, last week it was twenty one dollars into ten dollars, so you know, and runs fourth, and it should have won. So 
we'll see how we go. But um, that's me, Belmont Race 7, $20 it'll be, top tote. Thanks, boys. I guess we got to go to our lay of the day. What? Did we just start a new segment? Yup. You want to go play some favourites in the podcast? Yup. Right, lay of the day. How good's that jingle? Um, bit of Step Brothers in there for your uh, Friday or Saturday listening. We we had two out of three last week. Lee in Cliffs of Comfort was well back, so he's looking to bounce back. What have you found this week, Lee? Don't know if anyone expected this, but I'm just going to pull the trigger and lay Windstorm in race seven at Mooney Valley. So he's currently $2, $2.05. So um, I've stated previously on the pod, I have a big opinion of him, but I don't think this suits him. Moody Valley was always going to be a query for me, but with Barrier 13, that makes it even harder. They obviously have bigger plans for him as well than a benchmark 90. So from that draw, I can just see him getting back to last, getting an easy time early, and he might just have too much to do turning from home. You wouldn't get many horses from Barrier 13 at Moody Valley over 1,200 metres started even money. So I'm just willing to go against him for that reason. Yeah, that's uh, race seven, Windstorm at $2.05. I heard earlier in the week Will Clark and talk up Columbia, but yep. um, would want to find a couple of lengths there from the end. Then you got the likes of Dexalation that's coming off the win. Um, so you never know, but yeah, Windstorm, Pikey Genius will be needed for sure uh, from yep. Barry 13. As you said, at $2.05. Adam, you staying in Randwick? I am, I am. Lee Lee quizzed me before about New King in race three, and I'm going to take him on. I know how he, he got me last start, but and I do I do have a big opinion of this horse, but I, I just feel even though it was 1500, he won over last start. He he got an absolute 20 out of 10 ride from J Mac. It was absolute peach. He saved all the ground. He he um yeah. It, I think the ride won him the race, and I just feel with that extra run out of his, under his belt. I think he might actually want further than 1,600. He's up in weight also. He's drawn poorly. I can only see them going back from that gate, and I think he's going to have to come around the field. And as we've seen with Sydney tracks, Randwick in particular lately, that's been hard to do. So I'm going to lay him. He's 370 at the moment. He's not a really short price, but he is the favourite, and I'm keen to take him on. Yeah, that's fair enough, mate. $3.70, as you said, from barrier 10 there, come into barrier 9. It'll be interesting to see if they can run on later in the day. Uh, no, it's only race three, early in the day. So um, we'll see. I am at, I'm at Doom, and I think I mentioned him earlier, say hi, in race seven at $3. Plenty of pace in this race and several chances. Say hi jumps well generally. However, in this field may get flushed back in the pack, which presents its challenges on the tight track. Uh, back in distance from previous runs and back on top of the ground where her record isn't as bright, however far from terrible. Um, up in grading against the boys too. Gets the right weight relief, but at $3, uh, I can take it on. So that's race seven, say higher at $3. If we want to go through, summarise that. Uh, Lee's got the shortest price favourite in race seven, windstorm at $2.05 at the Valley. Uh, Adam's got the longest price this week because he's uh, done his hero work last week at <laughs> Randwick race three new king three dollars seventy it'll probably win now and <laughs> and for me at Doom and race seven say higher at three dollars okay lads I don't have anything around the grounds Adam do you have anything mate 
No, mate, I'm, I'm all, it's all out in, all in Sydney this week, so hopefully we have a good day. Yeah, it looks a cracking day there. Lee, have you got anything? Yeah, I'm just going to have a uh, small all-up uh, over in Perth. I'm going to have one to win and one to place. So the first one, we go Bell, race three, number five, Black Shadow to place. Uh, I think the best price you can get around is about $1.55 for him. His last start was solid enough to suggest he will be right in this. He just faded on his run the last 100 metres to finish six, but he was only beaten about two and and a bit lengths. Even though that was over a mile, he's won out to 2,100, 2,200 and placed at 2,400. He just always needs a few runs before showing his best as well. He's only won two from 12 in his first three starts of any prep. So um, I think he would definitely be right up to his peak fitness this time in he'll be able to get the gun run just off speed from the draw and Carby has won on him previously I'm just worried about the favourite who has plenty of potential so hence when I'm going to go just the place bet for him and then the winner I'm going to go race five number three leading girl about a dollar eighty at the moment and I have an opinion of this lightly race five year old mare. She was good enough to run third to Arcadia Queen in a just a fourth start. So um, that's pretty good form for this. She has had some problems since then, but has always been at her best on race day, having run one, two in her last three starts since. She was brilliant first up last start, flashing home over 1,200 behind uh, the one I tipped, Nero Dio. Uh, she gets out to 1,400 here and is a which is a big plus. She's unbeaten second up and will get absolutely every chance from the middle draw to be one or two back, one off the fence, and I think just simply too good for them late. Yep, that's uh, race three, Black Shadow, the places. A few venues available offering a dollar seventy, mate. And then okay, we'll rate take that. We'll take that. And race five, leading girl with bet three six five at a dollar eighty. I had a look at that race and I tried to get a beat and couldn't. So hopefully you're on the right track there. Uh, dollar eighty and two seventy. What does that make? Two sixty. Some like. No, it'd be more that. Dollar, dollar no, like five dollars. What? Five bucks. What'd you say? Dollar eighty and a dollar seventy. Three dollars. I thought you said two seventy. Tell yeah, me. Three dollars and six cents. Uh, I'll have right. one point five units on that. All right. I'll give you three bucks. Right, one and a half units there, and as I said, no around the grounds for me. All right, boys, that's a massive week. We, uh, for all those followers out there, it's it's good to hear your chats as normal. Adam was close last week getting that roughy reel led on, but we're definitely counting on you to um to get us over the line and be that inaugural winner. Hopefully, uh, you like those reviews that we're doing. We're putting all of our tips and results out, and also. Um, some videos for you and you'll probably see a bit of a fresh change in the week to come with just wins and what it looks like so best to stay on board and check out www.justwins.com.au as usual dm the page for all of your punting needs and um, we look forward to your comments and feedback Uh, adam anything to say before we go no just uh, simply good luck to everyone hope hope you have a win Yep, follow Adzi in and you'll have a win. Lee, you're up for the challenge this week. Anything to say to the punters? Nah, good luck and, yeah, positive vibes. I'm I'm feeling good about this week. Feeling good, I'm feeling good, boys. First group one of the week. Let's get it done. Good luck, followers, and talk to you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and get involved in the comments. Best of luck and happy punting. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying! Yes! The 
is history. But a champion becomes a legend. The Cody Deer has won it. The pride of Australia is the greatest show on earth.